Hello, and welcome to the family at World Harvest Outreach. Um, I thought it might be good last Sunday of the year, last day of the year, to start thinking forward. I, I really like how Kendall ended today, or sorry, started today by ending the year with like what the Lord has been doing or what you're thankful for. I thought it might be good to start with what do you see or feel or hear from the Lord for this coming year? I would love to hear from you all what the Lord is showing you for this coming year. So I'd like to have this mic. Could you run this? Yeah, sure. Okay. Is this still? Okay, it's still on. Good. So anybody have anything the Lord's showing them for this coming year, 2024? Okay, well, yeah. We'll come to you then, okay? I believe uh, 2024 is going to be a season of miracles. So whatever you're believing for, hold on. Hang in there. Don't give up. Don't give in. God is going to work it out. What looks impossible is going to become possible. And I believe there's going to be so many testimonies about the miracle that came to pass. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. First of all, I cannot unsee what I saw, and I cannot unhear what I heard throughout Robin's journey. In Romans, Paul says, we serve a God who calls those things that be not as if they are. And I will always speak his life, his light, his abundance, his acceleration over you. I have great hope for the church. If we quiet ourselves and if we tune our ear in, Right now, the whole earth is groaning. It's travailing in birth pains. It's crying out for the manifestations of the sons and the daughters of God. I believe that. I believe that we can speak to the land, to the sea, and to the air, that we can bring that, that cry into subjection to where we can bless and bless and bless and continue to bless with our words. And I also, I have great hope for this nation. We could look and say, with all the things that are going around, with all the turmoil, and may I just please give you some advice. Turn off the television. Turn off the mainstream media. Because if we can see what's going on only in the natural and only in our hearing, we are, we are taking away what is actually taking place in the unseen realm and in the invisible realm. And we have that ability to call forth those things that be not as if they are. And just one more thing, this was about six months ago, the Lord woke me up, I don't know if it was one or two o'clock in the morning, and I felt like I was wrestling with him most of the evening, and he said to me, this is for me, and I'm sharing it with you guys, he said, Gary, you and Robin, you need to get out of this back. The prophetic needs to move out of the back row and out of this darkness 
And you need to move forward into the light. But see, this back row for me has become a tomb, basically. It's become a comfort zone. I like it. I'm in the dark. You don't see me. You don't know what I'm doing back here. But you know what? We got to gather our stuff. <laughs> we got to move on. I'm sorry. We're going to do it now, if that's okay, Mark. <laughs> I told her this morning as we're sitting there, I said, next week we're moving up front. It's like, no, the Lord's saying, now you're moving up front. So guys, I just speak light. I speak his life. I speak his abundance. I speak his acceleration. I believe in portals of glory where the angelic ascend and descend and ascend and descend. I believe in open heavens. And I believe that there will be an open heaven over your life this coming year. That you are going to see something incredible take place. That you yourselves are going to call those things that be not as if they are. And you're going to grab on to the invisible. And you're going to see it come to the visible. You're going to grab on to the unseen. And you're going to see it manifest into the seen. Because I will always believe the best is yet to come. Thank you. Sorry, that went a little long. Thank you, Gary. I agree 100% with Gary. The change is coming. And um, in confirmation of that, I ran into this older gentleman the other day at Target. And I thought he was someone I knew, and I ran up and started talking to him. And he said, change is coming from the south to the east. There's going to be more blessings into 2024. And that man's name was Mr. Washington. And he was just an awesome gentleman. I had the opportunity to meet him and talk to him. And people were crying out for people just to say hi and encourage them. So wherever you go, just bless others and speak God's goodness because there's going to be more blessings of God in 2024. South to the east. Jesus, we bless still all the people in the north to the west. May you not be forgotten. In Jesus' name. I wasn't going to share this because I don't, I don't want this to come out the wrong way, but it really goes along with everything that's been said. I personally feel like 2024 is going to be a year of, of challenge uh, for a lot of people. But in challenge, I honestly believe that 2024 is going to be a year that the church shines brighter than it's ever shown before. And it's going to be a, a steady rock for people that as so much change, and I don't even, I'm not even trying to speculate what that looks like. I just, I, I hear the word change, and I just feel like there's like an Esther calling on the church in 2024, that for such a time as this, we're here. I wasn't going to say anything until Denver just said that, and that opened the door, but um, I just felt like when the Lord was saying, uh, I just speak a hardiness 
into our spirit for this coming year. It's easy to celebrate the Lord on the mountaintops, but how do we celebrate when we're in the valleys? Because life happens. So I just speak the clarity of Job over us for this coming year that no matter what we see God for who he is, because regardless of life's circumstances, that doesn't change his goodness. So I just bless us in Jesus' name with that hardiness for this year. Amen. We can be the hardy boys and girls. Um, I'm encouraged that next year people will either hear the Lord's voice, for, Lord's voice and heart for the first time and or remember his voice. That there will be a refamiliarizing yourself with who he is. And I've experienced a lot of people this year asking, how do you know it's his voice? How do you know it's him? How, how can I tell if? How can I know when? And I'm just really encouraged, not just by my own experiences and relationship, but just feel so strongly that people are really starting to wake up and remembering who he is. And remembering in a sense of not because they were taught to know who he was, but because we've always known him, always. And there's going to be this um, reconciliation of our first love again um, in a way that is not swayed by politics, that's not swayed even by grief and sadness, although there's opportunity there. But you're going to hear him for the first time or as if it's the first time and remember if you've forgotten what he sounds like because of everything that you've been through. Beautiful. So um, I feel that God works in cyclical timing and we're coming back to experiencing the church as, as they did in the first century. Pre-denominationalism. Uh, I had a man of God explain it to me this way. He said he sees how all these denominations, all these doctrines are just, they've been the scaffolding. And they've been the scaffolding to what, has, to what God has been building, and that's his church. And the scaffolding's about to fall off, and the glorious church is about to arise and all the streams of God are gonna flow into the one river of God. We're no longer gonna see division. We're gonna see division has been dissolved in Christ. And we're gonna know our lives in Christ. We're gonna know how to live in and through Christ. And we're gonna see the same miracles that they've seen and greater. Um, I believe we're gonna see a culmination of, of 2,000 years of the church in one over the next you know, few years as we come up on the 2,000 year mark of the Holy Spirit's descent upon Pentecost. So there's great and glorious things for the church and I'm, I'm glad to be a part. Amen. Okay, so something that I, it's actually just put on my heart this week, is that like connections that were supposed to be made 
um, will be made this year. I was talking to someone who like wants to reconnect with her dad, but is not sure like if it's a good thing or not. So I just, I'm believing that for this person specifically, but then others too, that like those connections that are important in our lives, like will be made this year. So we just bless those connections that are meant to be. In Jesus' name, we just speak blessing and empowerment to those that are to initiate or have the opportunity to initiate those connections. We just speak blessing in the spirit to those right now. In Jesus' name. Yes, uh, I believe the Lord's going to give me favor, and he's always given me favor. And I believe he's going to give me favor with my family and through my church family and my neighbors, my elderly neighbors. And I believe that he'll show me, continue to show me his light. And, and he's, sometimes he does, and he says, Jason, you'll get to see you'll get to see again. Even if you don't get your eyesight on earth, you'll get to see in heaven. Not just the light, but you'll get to see. And I believe he's going to get me open doors for me this year. Thank and you, Lord. I miss my mom with all my heart, but I believe she, she is saying, Jason, I am so proud of you. Amen. Anybody else? Okay, there's one in the back there. Hey, by the way, Denver just walked out of the room. When he, if and when he walks back in the room, can we all just stand up and give him an applause and I'll tell you why afterward? Can you just do it? Trust me? You all trust me? Yeah. All right, so when he walks back in, if you hear like a door open and then shut, just stand up and give him a standing ovation when he comes back in. Okay, go ahead. I might totally interrupt you, I apologize, but when he, we'll make sure you finish, go ahead. The Lord gave me this message. This is how he sees us. This is how we see ourselves. If we could see, whoops. If we could see ourselves this way, we wouldn't do this. If we could see others the way God sees others, Instead of how we tend to see others, we wouldn't do this. I think it's time to stop throwing stones. Really quick, can you tell? Can you read what's on those pages, just so for those that are not close enough to you? Yeah, it just says this and that. We see, I got this and that wrong with me, so I can't be accepted. I can't accept so-and-so because this and that. Mm -hmm. God doesn't see it that way. When we come to Christ, the slate is wiped clean. There you go. There you go. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank, Thank you, Sean. You. Oh, film. Meet in the middle. I think uh, 2024 is going to be a year of reconciliation. And I don't think that it's just, you know, everyone's going to kiss and make up and it's going to be better so much as people are just going to come to an understanding 
walls are going to fall, grudges are going to be buried, uh, you know, secret thoughts and stuff are about each other are just going to be revealed. It's going to be out in the open, and it's just going to, you know, be a lot more clear and all that, like, that gray that you feel, like, between someone, like you're in a cold war. I think that's, that's going to be over with. Mm. Lori, so Jesus says, take my yoke, it's easy. <laughs> we want to... Keep it going. <laughs> it's a, that just worked out really well that you walked out. We just want to honor you and thank you for 20 plus years of serving us in the worship ministry, giving yourself faithfully through all the seasons of life, back when you were skinny and still trying to shoot baskets, to <laughs> now where you're trying to make people's financial returns look better than they currently do. And everything in between, and all the years of giving and being a rock for us in worship and for the whole worship team, I just want to honor you and thank you for the years of service you've given us. You have blessed us. Yes. You, your family, thank you so much. I think a couple other people wanted to say something you guys have that mic? Yeah. Just keep standing there. Anybody want to say something? Maddie, do you want to say something? Or Yeah. So I just want to thank you. I don't know a worship team without you. <laughs> <laughs> I've, the amount of years I've been here, like you've been there, and um, from not being on it to being on the team, like you have been that steady for us. Um, I know that you've always had our back wherever we're going or not going. You're like, I'm, I'm there for you, and I've never felt more supported. Um, it's going to be a little bit different, <laughs> um, but we are very thankful for all that you've given the worship team and this family. So, thank you. I know my sister had something to say, but yeah. I think Jaime went to get her. But. Okay. Anybody else? Well, so what Denver's doing is Denver's kind of stepping back from regular responsibilities. He's still willing to fill in as needed, but from regular responsibilities of leading and being a part, he's gonna kind of step back from that. So that's why we're doing this today. Jen. Okay, so, wow, um, but yeah, I just, to second what Maddie said, I, it's hard to imagine um, what an incredible um, like heart that you've brought to us and the songs that you've written, I hope you keep writing, by the way, just that bring us all together. Um, you have just like such an incredible ability to like unite through your song. And, um, and so I just wanna honor you for all the time that you put, for all the sacrifices that you've given, um, for the way that you like continually over and over again pour yourself out. And, um, and there's an open space <laughs> for you. <laughs> Um, so Denver, I just want to say thank you. I led worship with, well, I, I don't know. I felt like you're like a big brother for me and you brought me in and, um, you and Jen and dad too. Um, the thought of this makes me sad, but I know it's good and I know you're doing it to allow others to step up and to grow. And so I'm thankful for that in you. I feel like you always encourage other people to step into who they are and you can see that in them and you're really good at seeing the good in other people. 
Um, so I just want to say thank you for that, and I honor you for all the time and the sacrifice that you have done over the years, and especially, like, I want to thank your family, too. I know they're not in here, but I also wanted to honor them for sharing you with us, too. Because <laughs> I know it is, it, now that I have a family, it, it is a sacrifice. So, um, so thank you. We will miss you. I want to say the same thing. There's always a spot because singing and worshiping with you is, is so awesome and it's so fun. Um, so, yes, thank you so much for everything. Yeah? Wow, I'm beyond humbled. Uh, thank you for the, all of that. Um, but I have to tell you, the honor is really mine. Um, I, it's actually just short of 20 years. Um, August. Feels so much longer. It does. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, a couple things I just want to share. Um, and I've told numerous of you this in person, but I've always thought this has to be just about the easiest place to lead worship mm. anywhere. Um, just because the best worship's never about the worship team. It's about uniting our hearts together. And half the time when worship was really good, it was because we united together. And it wasn't the perfect song or it wasn't the note we sang or, or whatever. Um, but about eight months ago or so, the Lord started to impress on me that maybe it was time to step out of the role that I've been in. And it's awesome because there were two things that I always wanted whenever I was going to be done with the worship team. I didn't, want, I didn't want to feel like I left anyone in the lurch, and I wanted to leave it better than I, I found it. Both of those things are absolutely true, and I have, first of all, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> like, I still plan on being involved with worship, but I just feel like the time has come the leaders that are currently on the team, like, I'm super excited about this next phase. And so I just will lead from the floor more than mm -hmm. the stage. So I love mm -hmm. you guys. No, no body of people I'd rather worship with, and that's not going to change. So thank you for everything. Love you, dude. Thank you. <clears throat> so, Denver, I told you uh, just as I opened up there that I had one of those dreams. It was, uh, you know how you... You're, like you wake up about half an hour before you have your alarm set. And I don't know about you, but often I don't fall right back asleep. But I fell right back asleep, and in the dream, I won't, I'll just keep it short, but I was like, I was in a place, I didn't know where I was, and I was stressing. Can you imagine that? Okay. And I walked into this, like an auditorium, and they were having some kind of a meeting, and Denver, you were orchestrating the meeting. I didn't realize that right away. But you saw me, and you're like, come over here. And you welcomed me, and, and it, it really it took some of the pressure off that I was stressing about, right? And I just want to say that that's the way I've always experienced you. And we want to just, you know, you made this, you're thinking about it for eight months or whatever. Uh, but we just want to bless you in mm -hmm. the next cha this mini chapter or whatever it is, okay? And that you're going to be welcoming people. You're going to be making space for people. You're going to continue to do that. And we just want to bless you in that and give you thanks. Amen. Love you back. Oh, Lauren, do you... Um, hey, Denver, I just, um, I wanted to share with you, and I don't know if maybe you even realize the impact that you had um, 
20 years ago, but my dad, um, Jeff, used to be part of the worship team here many, many years ago. And there was a season where my dad was also contemplating stepping down um, just because of family circumstances and, and other things. And, you know, at that time, our family was going through some of the most uh, difficult things. And my dad tells me to this day, Denver, that whenever we talk about the old days, you know, he was up there, still hadn't made the final decision yet that he was going to step down. But then you came on stage with your guitar and he knew that you had what was inside of you to carry the next uh, season, the next time, the next what have you. Um, and he said, because of you, he knew that it was time for him to make that decision and, and step down and that he knew that what you were going to offer and what you were going to bring, he knew that he could walk down in peace just knowing that it was just in really good hands. Um, so he still talks about that 20-some years later. So I, I just needed you to know that even then, he knew that you were who you were and that you were going to be who you were called to be when it came to worship. Um, so yeah, sad to share that with you. Anybody else? Anything the Lord laid on your heart? Anything for Denver or anything? Dan. Denver, I just want to say you are a good, you're awesome singer, and you lift my spirits up. You lift everybody's spirits up. Thank you very, very much, and Happy New Year. I didn't want to miss the opportunity to chime in too. I, I love moments like this because I think oftentimes when we honor people in this way, it's when they're dead. <laughs> and so I really like, I do, I mean, it's true. We say all the good things after they're dead. <laughs> yeah, so I really, I love moments like this where we so get Denver, to say. So Denver, we're glad you're still alive. Yes, in all health and all honor, just the way you've impacted um, us as a body and as individuals, and I'm among that group as well. You, I mean, I want to echo for me personally, a few people have said it, but just the encouragement you've been. I mean, I, I don't think I can count how many times you would lean over or afterwards just like say something encouraging, and like you would catch eye contact. You'd be like, I just really want you to know, you know, I mean it. You know, you'd say it and you meant it, and um, that, that went a long way for me just in my journey of just learning how to be on a team and get my own courage and all of that stuff too. So you'll be missed. I, I love how you said, I'm just doing it in my chair. Like you're, you know, you're still here with us. Um, but yeah, just want to say that. <laughs> Denver, I just want to say thank you. In the audience side, it's been a blessing having you lead. I always enjoy when you're doing a song. I just want to say to the whole worship team how blessed this church is to have them up there. They are amazing. And we have great speakers here also. I mean, Mark's a great teacher. That's all good. But when I come to church, the first thing I think of is praise and worship. That is 
It's like bringing heaven down right to earth. I'm not kidding. I mean, there is purpose, purpose. God has a purpose. And for each one that's up there, wow, what a blessing you are. And what talent. And God gives you the talent to be up there and thank you for being there. Because what a difference that makes in the service. What a difference that makes for everybody that's in this congregation. Heaven comes to earth. I am just telling you. Praise and worship. There is just no, I, I just, wow. Praise and worship. And thank you so much because we are blessed, blessed to have the people that are up there. Just more, more than blessed. It's amazing. Amen. And God has a purpose in praise and worship. Come with an open heart. And ask the Spirit to, he's more than welcome here. And that is the big difference also. But praise and worship is amazing. And we have a great team. Thank God mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. First, I just, want to, I just want to thank Mark for just um, being so perceptive to the Spirit. And I don't know when or how long it's been, but even whenever I was back here, you, you taught us how to cultivate honor within ourselves and for one another, you know. And um, what this place has is so unique, really is. Um, and, you know, worship for me as uh, as life and even when I first came here that was the thing that really sustained me through the seasons of my life and um, you know I'm, not, I'm gonna miss uh, and Denver saying just the voices just the drums so epic you know what I mean <laughs> I believe it uh, but and it's just you know Many times, whenever him and I just, you know, in worship, we just lock eyes. And it's just like, it's something special, you know, because you're just in one accord. And it's just like, that's what true koinonia looks like, true fellowship looks like. It's just worshiping your father together with your brothers and your sisters. Uh, it's truly, truly something special. And... Um, yeah, he's, he's enabled me to feel free, you know, to worship. It's always encouraged me to just be myself in worship. And, I mean, you don't understand how instrumental that is, and, and that, that carries over into life, into everyday life. How we, we worship, it, 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 it changes us, it changes the atmosphere in the atmospheres in which we will walk into, you know. So, um, thank you so much, Denver. I love you. I just want to say uh, to Denver real quick, I just, um, I think something that's unique about the way that you lead worship as opposed to everyone else here is, um, and maybe not, you know, as opposed to that, but you'll always, you never pause to like, you never hesitate to kind of like stop and take a moment and open yourself up. So like very frequently, 
you'll be, we'll be in the middle of worship and you'll just take that opportunity to like share whatever is going on inside you and you completely open yourself up and, and oftentimes like make yourself vulnerable to the, like a large group of people. Um, and so I think, I just wanna recognize that in you and how, how wonderful it is, but also I would pray that you find a new outlet for that if you're not gonna be doing it here, that there would be other places which you kind of stop whatever's going on mm. and take that opportunity to open up because that's um, just a, a, a major value you bring to us. So thanks, man. That's for all of us. Mm -hmm. That we can just be willing to open up in those spaces, right? Sorry, it's taking me a little while because I'm still in shock. Um, and just worried what Maddie's going to do to me now that you're. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now that I got to work through those feelings, just, um, I. Uh, Denver, you're probably the most encouraging person who gives the most encouraging words that I know. Hmm. Um, you always have, have something to say. You always, even if it's the littlest thing, you're always looking to build someone else up. Um, I don't know how you do it, but you, you do do it. Um, I just want to honor you for that, that your, your eyes are always on, on building people up. Um, and I don't think that's something that's going to change with it, but it, it is the, the characteristic about you that I appreciate the most. Thank you. Beautiful. Y'all good? Yeah, thank you, Denver. Uh, so what you've seen for the last 30 minutes, which by the way, it's been more than that, that we've been doing this, just talking about what the Lord's saying or honoring someone like that, I'm looking forward to our gatherings being more like that going forward. Less preachy. We'll still do some of that, but I'd like to be more like what we just did. Because uh, Paul talks about each one comes with something. Hello? Now, sometimes you just need to get, you come here and you're empty, like literally empty because for whatever reason, the week, the month, the year has been hard and you just need to come and be filled. Please come for that purpose too. But also know that you come because you have something. This beautiful word, a hug, something that you can bring to bring value so that the Lord's fullness can be experienced here. Amen? Amen. So I just want you to know that this is what I would love to see services, gatherings look like going forward. Y'all good with that? Yes. Yeah, so come prepared and come at least aware and intentional about what's happening inside of you so that you can bring it. Okay? Might need to get more microphones. Mark, I want to just speak to that for a second. When I shared the testimony of the blessing I got when I heard that uh, my grandniece, uh, Gracie, received and welcomed Jesus in her heart. What impressed me most, and it wasn't just because it was a devotional that Mary and I had bought her, but that was cool, but that she put her, her Christmas dress on, she took her Bible. I don't think her parents probably told her that. I think she just, because I know this girl, she just, she's like, you know, she's 
stubborn. <laughs> but she was focused. And my point is that she came, she was going to church with her family expecting something. And that really spoke to my heart that if, and you know, talking about our gatherings, if we can come expecting, and it might not even be we know, I don't think Grace necessarily knew what she was expecting, but there was this sense of expectation, you referred to that already. And you know, I'd just like to say, like, may that arise in this family. May that sense of expectation, holy, a holy expectation, may that arise in all of our hearts, not just here Sunday morning for a couple hours, but just, you know, every day. I mean, come on, right? So, yeah. Hey. Sorry, I just have to say one other thing. Um, this is incredibly wild to me that you guys did this today for a couple reasons. One, what Amanda shared about how we wait until someone's dead to tell them all the good things about them is like the pet peeve of my life. <laughs> um, to the point that I've even told Maria before that I wanted to start a nonprofit or something where you fooled someone to get them in the room and the whole evening was about lifting them up and telling them the things that you love, the things that you see. And I don't know exactly what that looks like, but it is a absolute passion of mine like so it's wild to me that you guys did this to me because this is the kind of thing i i want to do for other people and you're right like the way i feel right now just being honest it's kind of embarrassing when you're sitting here and people are saying <laughs> these things but like it also feels amazing mm -hmm. like why would we wait until someone passes away exactly. to encourage them because honestly when you say nice things to people it just makes them want to do those good things all the more mm -hmm. so Let's encourage each other in that way. I just, I'm, I'm beyond blown away. I love you guys. Wow. You're sure you're done? Okay. I'm going to share just for a few minutes because you didn't give me much time. That was purposeful, wasn't it? I just now realized that... Uh, I'm actually not even going to preach or teach because like last week on Christmas, I used the whiteboard. How many preachers use a whiteboard on Christmas? Like that's the one time you shouldn't do that, but I did it anyway, and it's over there still. But I just want to share from my heart today for a few minutes about things that like, I'm, not, I'm just going to say it like I feel like as a dad, I want to share with kids, with my family. And this all started out of me wanting to share some specific things with my immediate family this year on New Year's Day, which I have, and I hope you're ready, because I'm going to share some things with each one of you. But then as that, it started growing into something more general that I realized I'd like to share with all of you. So you don't get to hear what I'm going to specifically say to my family, but I do have some things on my heart <clears throat> that, like as a father, I'd like to share with all of you. That would be my hope for you. That would be my if I pray for you in 2024, this is how I'm going to pray for you, what I'm about to share with you. So it's really cool. You're going to kind of get like a little inside look to how someone's praying for you before they're really praying for you. Isn't that cool? Because believe it or not, there are a lot of people praying for you that will never tell you they're praying for you. But they are. 
And so to not only hear that someone's praying for you, but then actually hear what they're praying for you. Back to what Denver just said, maybe you could actually start walking in this even before it's prayed for. I remember, like back when I was dating Dawn, I forget the specific story that she was telling me, but I just, I love this concept. I love this concept that like you prayed for a thing after it happened. Have you, like, okay, this is gonna sound a little trippy, okay? So just work with me. It almost sounds like a little like Inception or something like that. But like you pray for something after the fact because you didn't know that the fact already occurred. Have you ever done this? Where you pray for somebody and then you find out later that the thing you prayed for already happened? So, and Dawn, tell me, do you remember what I'm talking about yet? Is there a microphone? Because I think Dawn can explain this better than I can. Oh, Kendall's got a microphone. This isn't going to work. Okay. <laughs> I'll put it up here. I hope I'm trying to... Thank you, Jason. <laughs> I'll try to remember, and I think I know what you're referring to, is like God lives outside of time. Right. So um, someone asks like you to pray for them, and you're like, oh, I forgot. It's not too That's late to it. pray. Yeah. So I can pray after... And that can go back and affect whatever needed prayer. Yep. So, yeah, okay, I like that explanation better because has anybody ever been asked to pray for something and just said, I'm going to pray, and then you just totally drop the ball? Just, just making sure if we're in the room. Okay, just making sure I'm in the right room. Yeah. And then you realize that that thing already happened, whatever the thing is that you were supposed to pray for. Pray the prayer. Pray it, speak life, speak whatever, success, whatever it is, and then ask the Lord to honor it like it happened before. I just think that's so cool. And so just like this, today I'm going to share with you things that I'm going to pray for you, that I'm believing that you're going to walk in. So just pray that it's already happening in your life before it's happening. Amen? You guys okay with this? Okay, so if I'm younger than you, picture a really old guy sharing this. Like picture white beard, no hair, chubbier, which just might happen by the end of this year. Anyway. But yeah, I just, I have this heart. And, you know, I was looking throughout the scriptures in the Old Testament specifically where, especially in like Proverbs and Psalms, where the writer is bold enough to say, listen to my words. Like sometimes I still find that very difficult to say, even to people that I know need to hear what I have to say, like throughout Proverbs, different times, either Solomon or wisdom itself is speaking, and it says, listen, please hear what I'm saying, because it'll save your life. And so I pray that you have that kind of sobriety when you hear some of the things I'm going to tell you today, okay? And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on any one of them, but maybe if you like have a notes app in your phone, or if you have a notebook or something like that, it might be good just to at least write down the highlights of this, and then like refer to it throughout the year. That's my encouragement to you. So the first one is probably the biggest one, and it's going to overshadow all the others. But if I have a hope for you, is that you really trust your Father's love for you. My prayer, my hope, my ongoing desire is that you trust that you have a Father in heaven and in heaven doesn't mean up above. Father in heaven means in a, in a realm where everything goes his way. Yeah. 
Hello? In heaven, everything goes God's way. And that person, where everything goes his way, he loves you with a fire and a depth and a passion that goes beyond anything you can imagine. And then he takes that love and that realm and he desires to bring it into your life. Right now, that's what's going on. The zeal of the Lord, which is his love for you, is burning right now for you. That everything he ever imagined for you from the moment you were conceived in your mother's womb, he is still with his love, desiring and efforting by his spirit to make sure it happens in and through your life. That's someone you can trust. I pray that you would be able to trust him. And as a result of this trust that you have, and not just trust God, like I really, there was a part of me that just wanted the right trust your father, but I think it's important that you know that you trust a father who loves you. Because there's still this mindset, especially in Christianity globally, where it's sometimes a struggle to believe God loves you because there's still this thing called sin. And we think dads, don't like us because we misbehave. There's still that, that mentality that I call it a broken mindset. It's a broken mindset that thinks that God doesn't like us when we misbehave. And I want you to know that your father's love has already taken care of that misbehavior and does not look at you that way. He looks at you pure and holy and fully alive and I pray that you're able to see yourself the same way. And this father loves you so much and is your absolute biggest cheerleader. He is your bank account. He is your source of energy, your source of life, your source of hope, your vision. When you don't have any vision right now, you're not sure what next year looks like, I want you to know someone does. And he's really excited about it and he's hopeful for you. So you have a father that's that excited about you, loves you, believes in you, and as a result, you can take some risks this year. Now, I heard a couple people say that they really believe this year is going to be a hard year. Can I just say, that doesn't matter. Because what happens outwardly, naturally, does not have to impact you personally. You can still operate from this place of absolute, complete, loved by Father, and then step. See, this is how the kingdom comes to earth. The kingdom comes to earth by people who are not swayed or informed by what's currently going on in the earth, but are instead fully influenced by what's happening in the realm where the Father who loves you lives. Let your kingdom come, God. And let your will be done here as it is where you are. This is your father's hope for you. And it doesn't matter how old you are. You can be the oldest person in this room or you can be one of the youngest people in this room and that same father is as excited to work through you. My hope is that you don't forget this. That it's ongoingly in your life. So when opportunities show up in your life, when challenges show up in your life, which is just another opportunity. When a problem shows up, I'm convinced of this. Problems show up in your life because your father who loves you believes you can overcome, solve, 
handle. You can. And it's because you have a father who loves you. That's how. So please, I pray, as the hard things come, if hard things come, I have no idea, but if and when they come, you know you have a father who loves you. Trust him. Wow, Mark, that was really simple. Anybody could have said that. I'm the guy who says all the things anybody can say. I'm that guy. All right, again, remember, this, that one that I just said kind of blankets over all the others, okay? So here's one that's a little more practical, but it just, it's my hope and my love for you. Would you decide this year to be annoyingly wise with your money? And I use the word annoyingly purposefully because January, it's going to be easy to be wise with your money, but it's going to be really hard in June. It's going to be hard as the year goes on. But my hope for you, and this is, this, I'm, now I'm talking more like a natural father. I want you to be successful in every area of your life. And when you struggle financially, it puts a, a darkness over your ability to dream your ability to have vision. I, I actually think a lot of people struggle with literally being happy because their finances are out of whack. So my hope for you this year is you decide today, today, December 31st, that you're gonna be annoyingly wise. Like when other people wanna go do something and you're like, I'm sorry, I got a plan. You're gonna be annoying to them. Hey, I'm going to Starbucks. You want anything? <laughs> and you say? No, thank you. I got a plan. <laughs> I got a plan. <laughs> yeah, like, it, like it's okay to say some of those things. Or it's okay to finally get some of that rusty money. Some of you mattress storing, can covering, cash hoarding. People, it might be time for you to be annoyingly wise with it and do something more than watch it decrease in value as it sits there doing nothing. Hello? Both of those things are wise. Hello? Please hear me. Be annoyingly wise. Do something with your money that makes it do what it was created to do. Money was created to increase. Created to increase. Call it mammon, call it finances. Look, and this is not putting your eyes on wealth. This is not telling you to go chase after wealth. I'm asking you to be wise with it. Like Jesus said, I wish that the children of light were as wise with mammon as the children of this world. Okay? Don't let fear run your money and don't let greed run your money. Let the spirit of a father who loves you guide you with your finances. Amen? Amen. Be annoyingly wise. Like, annoy yourself. Seriously, like, in January, you're going to be all like, yes, I can do this. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. And then in June, you're going to be like, I hate myself. And it's, it's for two reasons. Either you're not spending it like you used to spend it or you're doing something with it that is so like out of character with what you've used money before, but you're watching it grow. <sighs> it's incredible. I pray that for you. I pray that you have a wisdom that's specific to you 
concerning money. Don't just go look up the next podcast on money and start following the rules. Ask the Lord for wisdom for your life and for your money. I believe that the Lord's going to give you specific wisdom for your finances. Amen? Amen. So, first one is what? what? What's Mark praying for you? Trust your Father who loves you. And number two, be annoyingly wise with your money, with your finances. Annoyingly. I, I don't want that word to stick out. But I also want the word wise to stick out. Don't just be annoying with your money. Be annoyingly wise with it. And ask the Lord. I, you might have to go back to, ver, to the first one all the time when you're thinking about your money because there's going to be direction that you might hear from the Father and you're going to be like, I have never done that before. Do it. Trust your Father. Amen? Okay. I think one of the import, most important series of messages I brought this year was on forgiveness just in December. And I really feel so strongly about it and I want to say this to you. For 2024, I ask you, I invite you to feel it all. Feel it all. Okay? There's something from your past, or maybe it's even something that's going on right now, that's, that <clears throat> you've either like almost like walled it off and kind of put it over here in the corner, and you're just not dealing with it, or you're not thinking about it, and I, my encouragement to you, like I've heard, and I've actually preached this myself, that feelings are terrible leaders, and I believe that they are. I still believe feelings are terrible leaders. But one of the reasons why we end up letting feelings lead is that we don't give them their place when they come. If you would have the feeling that you're supposed to have, let's say someone does hurt you, you should feel pain. It's part of being human. It's part of the human experience. And your heavenly father feels pain. So much so that he actually became one of us, like we talked about last week, to feel all like we feel. So I think it's completely legitimate, both divine and human, to feel pain, hurt, all of that. But when you like purposely don't feel it, it's going to come back like a monster later. So my encouragement as a dad is to tell you, feel it all. Let it have its moment with you. Let you have your moment with the feeling and then forgive. One of the ways that I believe people are struggling to forgive is they're not allowing themselves to feel what needs to be felt. So my encouragement to every one of you in this room, feel what you got to feel this year. Even if things that have not happened yet, back to the thing, there might be some hard things that take place. When it happens, just remember this, feel it. Don't brush it off. Don't act like, oh, that didn't happen because I have a tendency to do that. If you want to know one of Mark's weaknesses, I act like that didn't hurt or I act like that wasn't a big deal. And then later on, that thing just kind of creeps up and it starts lying to me. Anybody ever had this problem? And it starts to lie to you about who you are. It lies to me about who the other person is. It lies to me about all kinds of stuff. But I, I'm, my, I'm going to practice this with you all. When it happens, I'm going to feel it, and then I'm going to forgive. And let's not forget what forgive. Let's not forget what forgive means. It means to see someone apart from all of that bad behavior, all of that stuff that constantly reminds us that we shouldn't forgive, and we see people the way the Father sees them. To forgive means to lift off of them the penalties the guilt, 
the bad behavior, all of those things, and we see them pure, and we see them fresh. And I believe our ability to feel that stuff when it happens and then say, I forgive you. I think there's power in that. So feel it all and then forgive. Feel it all and then forgive. That's my encouragement to you. Okay, this is another one. And this one kind of came to me strangely, but I'll just tell you exactly how it came to me. I was reading a movie review on my phone about a movie. It was earlier this year. And the movie review was like, this movie's terrible, don't watch it. Have you ever like, listened to a review about a movie or a TV show or something like that? And you read it and they tell you how terrible it is. And then you go and watch it. And I loved it. Anybody ever had that situation before? Like some expert tells you not to like something because it's terrible, and why shouldn't you like it? Because I'm an expert. And then you go and do the thing or watch the thing or eat the thing, like a a restaurant review or something like that, and you have a great experience. Anybody? Like, don't get me wrong. Those people probably are smarter than me and overall probably have a better understanding of things than I do. But here's what I got from that, and I heard the Lord say this really clearly to me. Don't live off of secondhand experience, ever, okay? Don't take someone else's word for it. So if someone tells you they just jumped out of an airplane and it was incredible, that doesn't mean you jumped out of the airplane. Jump out of it yourself. Right, Jonah? Yeah, Like, seriously, get in that airplane, let it go up to 10,000 feet, and you jump. I mean this with all the genuineness of my heart. Go do things that other people have said either not to do or go meet someone someone told you don't ever meet them. Like, I am really tired of people telling me what I should believe about somebody else. I don't want to live from that anymore. I want a clean slate, and the clean slate is I'm going to walk up to Trish pure, open, and I'm going to say, I want to see you the way the Father sees you. If you're going to give someone else a secondhand, your experience of them, could you please give the Father's perspective on a person and not how they hurt you? This is a big one. We have a tendency when someone hurts us, we tend to be, that's when we we get out our megaphone. And we start to tell everybody, no, 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 don't stay from, stay away from, in the name of protecting them. That's not really it. What you're really trying to do is you're trying to get people on your side. That's what you're really trying to do. So my encouragement to you, if you hear someone else talk about whatever it is, an experience, another country, another whole people group, hello, the other side of the political spectrum, bring that one up. Hey, we're coming into 2024. (laughs) You know what this year is. I want to say this to you now. You listen to your father or you go find out for yourself. And whatever you do, please don't bank on social media's perspective. Seriously. Go find out for yourself who that person is, who, who, what that person believes, what that nation is about, what that whatever it is is. 
Go find out for yourself. Go experience it for yourself. And don't experience it with the already preconceived, jaded perspective that you heard. Don't have it in the back of your mind unless you're praying about it. Go in open. Go in pure. Go in, I can't wait to see what I discover about you. That's the anticipation that I think the Father has all the time. Like when you wake up in the morning, we talked about this last week, I think the Father's like, Ugh! Ishmael's up, what's going to happen? And then he lays around all day. I don't think you ever do that. But the anticipation is tomorrow's another day. Where Melanie might be like, all he did all day was lay around. I know she never thinks that. But the father is right there going, I think he's going to get up. <laughs> That's the exciting thing. And if you trust that your father loves you, hello, then you also can trust that the father loves that other person. I'm telling you, you can get your whole heart healed with this simple list. It'd be incredible. You can live healed and whole. And this is how I'm praying for you. So get excited. Okay, here's something else. And I think this is just, call it a pet peeve of mine. I don't know. I'm turning it into a prayer instead of a pet peeve, okay? But I, I've been hearing lately, like in the last, I would say since the kind of COVID time frame up until now, that almost like hard work is demonized. Like I'm hearing that a lot. And I want to tell you that in my life, hard work has produced really good results. And so in, in, in a culture, especially in America, but I think in Western culture as a whole, it's almost as if the goal of the, of the Western existence is to work less and less or to be somehow less burdened by responsibilities. Yeah, work smarter, not harder, those kinds of things. And I'm going to tell you something. Like, if you, if you have a job, for example, where you don't have to work very hard, where it's kind of easy for you, or things are just kind of happening and you can kind of skate by, float by, play video games, or surf the net, or whatever it is that you do, and you can still make a bunch of money, I would say you're in a dangerous place. And my encouragement to you, if you're blessed with a job like that, find something else in your life that you have to work hard at. There is something that I think the Lord intends for us that only comes in and through us when we work hard. I think working hard is great. Sorry, working smart is good. And I don't think you should be working 90, 100, 120 hours a week. I am not talking about that. But I'm talking about diligently putting yourself at something. And it takes more of you than usual. Like it takes not just your brain, but it takes some emotional investment. It even takes some physical investment. Like it's not a bad thing to get out there and dig. Like, I'm going to tell you, I'm a, you know, one of my businesses is contracting. It is very difficult to find people that still want to do manual labor because they think manual labor is... <laughs> He's not wrong. If you heard that, 
And here's the result. Here's the problem. And you guys have probably heard this or read this somewhere. Right now, the people that are willing to do manual labor are starting to make more money per hour than a lot of the people that have skilled, educated jobs. I don't think that's going away. I actually think that's going to increase unless we all have the mindset, digging a hole is not below me. Pouring concrete, which is really hard, whatever it is, something dirty, something heavy, something hard that we think we should, someone else should do. There's something so valuable laying there waiting for you to put yourself at it where you sweat whether it's physically, whether it's emotionally, whether it's mentally. Do something hard and do it consistently for a while. So all of us that just, and I, I know there's some of us here, and I'm not, I'm not picking on you, but I think it's a good example, who stay home and work on your computer all day. I'm going to say it's really incumbent upon you that at some point in time, whether it's in the evening or on the weekend, you get up, and I'm not just talking go to the gym. I'm talking about do something that engages all of you where at the end of it, you're like, whoa. Like you feel it. You feel it physically. You feel it mentally. You feel it emotionally. Like when you walk away from that, you're like, that just got a lot of me. There's a part of our lives that if we're not doing that, you're not growing. How are we doing? So work hard at something. Give yourself completely to something that when you walk away from it, like you're like, I'm going to sleep good tonight. Like I actually think if there's a reason why a lot of people don't sleep well, it's because they're not doing this. Or they're doing a job that's so mentally stressful that there's no other outlet for it. So at the end of that, if, there, if it's very mentally challenging and it's like pulling on you and there's a lot of emotional, mental stress, but there's a lot of physical just sitting, then go do something that kind of pulls that stress out of you. Like I'm telling you what, dig a hole. Like I hate to keep, keep going back to that. You dig a hole for 20 minutes and not with one of those, well, you can even, I, I dare you, go get one of those things where you have to hold it like this. If you don't hold that thing right, you're the one doing this, and that thing's staying still. Go dig a hole for 20 minutes, and you're going to feel stress. I don't know where it went. It went down the hole. I mean this. This is for your health. This is for your growth. This is for your increase. Work hard at something. It is not a bad thing. Amen? Amen. You guys okay? All right. How many more do I have here? Oh, only, well, two more. Again, this is something that you probably hear a lot, but I still wanted to say this to you. Would you eagerly desire other people's success? Would you decide in 2024 that I'm really excited about blank succeeding and your name's not in the middle, in the blank? Eagerly desire somebody else's success. Eagerly. Don't just desire it, like eagerly desire it. So like, for example, this entire prayer list that I'm gonna be praying for you this year is desiring your success. It's gonna train me to be hopeful and anticipating your success. Lamar's continued healing, your continued increase, growth, whatever it is, I'm gonna be praying that for you. My hope for you is that you eagerly desire other people's success. 
I read this the other day, and I really like this. A friend of mine that I grew up with in high school wrote this. She goes to the gym all the time. Like, she's one of those gym rats, okay? And she's starting to hear all the people in her gym talk about how, oh, God, January's coming. Does anybody know what happens in January in the gyms, right? Anyone and everyone's like, I'm going to get in shape this year. And all the people that regularly go to the gym are not excited about that because the gym that they pretty much have to themselves or the routine that they're going to have is going to get interrupted by 40-pound overweight Mark <laughs> who's going to walk in there, so what is this thing, you know, and walking around and like gawking around like, I don't know what, and we're doing the weights wrong and all this stuff, taking up space. Hello? Yeah. And this girl said this, hey, why don't we, instead of acting like they're annoying and bothering us and in the way, why don't we act like we're really happy they're there? Yeah. Yeah. Because they're actually taking a step toward their betterment, toward their advancement, toward their health. He said, could you imagine if all of us gym rats were really excited about the people that never showed up suddenly here? They might just finish. Instead of them being gone by early February, they're still there in June, and now you got a workout partner. Yeah. I was like, holy, what a great perspective. And so, like, for me, instead of looking at all these people that are just starting when you're already way down the road, get excited that they're starting. Yeah. Be excited about their future success. Huh? Yeah. How are we doing? Great. Like, let's eagerly desire others' success. And I think yours will happen so much easier. Yeah. I really do. I think that's great. I think that's all I have. Yeah. I think that's all I'm going to go, because it's 12.07. Goodness. I have some other small stuff here, but I'll just pray that for you, and you'll just, there'll be like little Christmas presents throughout the year. They'll just show up in your life and be like, oh, that's really cool. So I just want to bless you. Can you just receive this? I don't know, put your hands out, stand up, just do whatever. I want to start you out with this. I'm going to, could you stand up? I want to bless you like this. As someone who's committed to praying for you and with you in your life, I bless you to be increasingly convinced that you have a father who loves you and is for you and wants incredible things. More than you can ask, think, or imagine, you have a father who loves you and wants, hmm, wants to see incredible fruit from your life. So much joy, so much peace, so much excitement coming in and through your life. I bless you to trust a father who loves you. I bless you to be so wise with money that at first you annoy yourself and other people in your life. I bless you to increase financially that you would have wisdom to keep and grow your money so that you will have more peace, so that you can have more vision, so that you can take greater steps so that your family will be more secure in the years and generations to come. I bless you with that wisdom in Jesus' name. I give you permission to feel what needs to be felt. I give your soul permission to feel it and to be okay that you're feeling it, to not feel weak, 
to not feel like you haven't overcome yet when you feel this feeling. I want you to know that temptations are not sin. You were meant to feel those things. You were, you were designed vulnerable purposely to feel tempted, but to not fall to it. So I pray that you, I pray that you feel it and then forgive. That you would have the power of the Spirit of the Father to forgive and let people go. Let people go. Let people go. Release them to the Father. He's a way better caregiver than you are. I bless you to feel it all and then forgive. I bless you to decide that you're going to experience people, things, nations, whatever it is, for yourself. That you're not going to sit in your house or sit in whatever that symbolic house is and just trust what someone else says about it. You're going to go experience people and life for yourself. Go take adventures and find out what it's like. Don't just watch a movie and say, oh, the Grand Canyon looks amazing. Go walk through it. Go experience people, countries, different points of view for yourself with the heart of the Father. I bless you to do that. I bless you to work hard. I bless you to dig. I bless you to go for it. I bless you to take, no matter what your age is, go do something that takes all of you, body, soul, and spirit. I bless you to sleep better as a result. In Jesus' name. And finally, I bless you to genuinely, from your heart, desire other people's success. I'm even going to go one step further. I bless you to desire your enemy's success. Their victory. I bless you, the person that doesn't like you, the person that speaks evil of you. I bless you to say, I pray they succeed. I pray blessings on their head. Like hot cold, put it on them, Lord. More blessing, more blessing. May they succeed beyond all they could ever ask, think, or imagine so they would lay off of me. Amen. Come on, because if they're so blessed, they're going to be more worried about their blessings and how to handle it all than how to figure out how to mess your life up more. Pray for the success of your enemies and those that aren't sure about you. Bless them. Increase them, Lord. I pray that you enter 2024 open, excited, anticipating all that is possible in and through you, and in and through the lives of other people. I bless you, like Gary said earlier, that you will not be able to like, imagine all that's possible in and through you because of this year. May you experience fullness, fulfillment, peace, and joy in 2024. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I love you all. Have a great new year. World Harvest Outreach is located in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, but we have family around the world. To connect with us, visit us at whocenterpa.com.